Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Kitty Liquor. That's L-I-Q-U-O-R. Don't get it twisted. Today is episode 28. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, 28? And I'm Cat Wonders. Actually, I'm not. Today, I'm Fairy Wonders. I have to explain my outfit. I was actually going to be something completely different, but the wig that I bought just doesn't work. And so I went with this. I'm a fairy, and I'm wearing something that I've been wanting to throw on for like a year and a half. It's been on the rack and um, I'm gonna show it to you. This is by Sugar Thrills. As you know, if you watch my channel, you've probably heard me say that word 10,000 times. It's from the Dream Closet Collection. Check it out. Okay, so this is a cute little skirt. I've got teddies. It's a two piece set. It looks like one piece, but I've hiked the skirt right up so I don't have a little sausage roll the whole time <laughs> during the podcast. These wings I added separately. These are from Dolls Kill too, but they're not sugar thrills. They're just part of a costume. And because they're sort of like an opalescent type fabric that match, it just works so well. And I happen to have a flower crown and I did all types of interesting things to my face. <laughs> including a lipstick color that I would never normally wear, fake freckles. I also added some face jewels and lots of highlighter. <laughs> so here I am. You're welcome. So of course, this is the official Halloween episode. Um, I have been doing Halloween themed episodes every Friday this month, but uh, this is the closest podcast to Halloween. So I'm assuming that this is would be considered the Halloween podcast. I sort of copped out with concoctails. Now I hope none of you are super offended or bothered by this, but I just have a bottle of champagne <laughs> in celebration of the Halloween season. And to be honest, I'm not really feeling like sugar. I'm on keto right now. So there is obviously a little bit of sugar in champagne, but this is one of my favorite champagnes. It's affordable. So it's not like expensive, expensive. And I've got my my little birdie champagne glass because I am a fairy and this is my friend and I'm in a forest and we are gonna get drunk <laughs> and everything's gonna look magical pretty soon I'm just joking okay so this is Lamarca Prosecco so I guess it's not officially champagne um it is 11% I keep feeling like my nipples are out but they're they're still hiding and by the way this is so comfortable and these little white straps are not part of the outfit. They're just to hold my wings on. I'd prefer it if they weren't there, but you know what? We're just gonna roll with it. So as I mentioned in a previous podcast, I'm a pro at opening champagne bottles. A lot of times at parties, people are afraid to do it. And I'm always the one. And you know what? A bonus when it comes to opening champagne is if it's slightly warm and it starts to overflow, then I get the first sip because I just deep throat it. And then it all goes. <laughs> deep throating champagne bottles is also a specialty of mine. All right, ready? Oh my God, I thought it was gonna start to overflow. Not here, not near my sugar thrills. Okay, I'm just trying to like position my chair so that I'm... Yay, I love it. Okay, so I, of course, you know me, I like to dress up and I'm in my element right now. I'm a little itchy, my face, but we're in this together. I also didn't put on earrings because I thought that it would be too much, but that I'm thinking that I kind of need something or a necklace. I don't know. There's so much happening that I feel like just the face, the headband and the outfit is enough because you can overdo it and then make it look cheesy. I mean, I'm not saying it'll look cheesy. Okay, so this is the hardest part about these champagne glasses or cocktail glasses. Oh my God, I never thought about this. Like a rooster, a chicken, 
kind of looks like it could be a rooster and it's for cocktails. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. Anyway, um, here we go. Almost had a deep throat, the bird's ass. Oh, and I took my cloth away. Oh, whatever, screw it. I'll just um, rub it into my hands really good. <laughs> a little champagne bath. Just, you know, like a wealthy thing to do. People that have too much money have a bath full of champagne. Do you know what I wondered? And this is something that, uh, something that I wondered a while ago. <laughs> I thought of this a while ago, but what would it be like to bathe in sparkling water, carbonated water? Obviously, I don't think warm carbonated water works. I just don't think that the water molecules work that way, but I could be wrong. Because imagine like a hot sparkling beverage like a hot apple cider, but it's carbonated. Thought about this, I don't think that works. Um, like I said, but I may be wrong. But to go in like a swimming pool of carbonated water, would it feel different? Would you be more buoyant because there's constantly these bubbles kind of wanting to go up? You know what I mean? Would it feel kind of like fuzzy? <laughs> I'm curious. I got off on that tangent, why? Because I don't know. I'm gonna make this my champagne glass magical. So let's make it what would work well best with my outfit. I obviously can't see still. Can you even see it? Yeah. Mm, pink? Oh, that's not pink. Pink? I kind of like that color. Or should we go with green? Does that go? Mm. I think it's got to be like purple or pink or something. That's what we'll do. Also, <laughs> I'm going to light my candle that's scented like dark rum and oak because I'm just a classy bitch. Another note, I and being infiltrated by flies. I live in a timber frame home and the timbers are cracking. Basically what's happening is there's like a spiral crack that goes from the outside to the inside and then the flies starting to get cold here. So that's what's happening. They're trying to stay warm. I get it. I feel bad for the flies, but at the same time, I'm mass murdering them at every opportunity with my vacuum cleaner. This might be a little, you know, classless to drink fluid out of a bird's ass, but you know what? Let's try it. Oh, bird shit never tasted so good. <laughs> just kidding. I just have to act classless because I'm supposed to be some sort of majestic fairy and it just comes out of me in weird ways. Uh, my week. So recently, again, this is a Halloween podcast. The flies are add to the ambiance, all right? Um, I started a cocktail of vitamins uh, recently, I saw some information just about like keeping your physical health up to par, especially in times like these where you want to go at it with guns blazing. You know what I mean? You don't want to just let it take over and feel sicker than you need to be. So I'm taking a combination of vitamin C, vitamin D, magnesium, selenium, and there's another one, zinc. It's actually a podcast that I listen to that I will link. Flies? are disgusting to me. I have eaten bugs before. Bugs don't bother me. Spiders don't bother me. Flies, on the other hand, they're the worst. I can't really touch them. I squashed a fly one time when I was younger and I'll never forget this. It was a big freaking fat fly and I squished it and it sprayed eggs everywhere. Now from this point on, I've not been able to squish a fly with my bare hands. Fruit flies, 100%. Other bugs, I don't really know if there's any other bugs that's flying around me that I'm gonna be like trying to squish. Um, I can't squish spiders either with my bare hands. I don't know if anybody can, <laughs> but 
Oh my God, is my sleeve gonna catch on fire? No. Uh, anyway, so I veered off once again. Basically I've been taking this cock. Oh, and also what I threw in there was a, a mushroom gummy. So not, not a magic mushroom. It's a combination of chaga, lion's mane, turkey tail, and one other mushroom. I always forget the name of it. Um, but it's a gummy by a company called Suyu. <laughs> That's probably not it. Suku, I think so, Suyu. <laughs> I was thinking like that'd be funny if you had a reaction and then you tried to sue the company called Suyu. Anyway, it's just a combination of um, mushrooms and and I don't know if you know much about like mushroom therapy or not necessarily magic mushrooms, like psychedelic mushrooms. No, mushrooms found in nature that have benefits that are not solely psychedelic. They help your brain function, they help your immune system. So um, I'll link that as well, just because, why not? But what's been happening to me every day that I take these vitamins, my energy levels have like gone up by at least 30%. And I mean, long lasting energy levels. I know this sounds like it's about to be an ad for something. It's not, I'm just telling you the honest truth. Um, and I told the person that I was recommending these vitamins too. I was like, by the way, just beware, you're gonna feel like you had like a Red Bull, but not in a really bad way. Just sort of like, I guess you're my immune system or something's happening where I'm kind of buzzing a little bit, but it's a good thing. And I find too that like my concentration levels are better. It's just improving my life and I just can't recommend it enough. And just the thought, even if it's a placebo effect, which it isn't because science has proven that obviously these things help defend against viruses and things like that. Um, just knowing that you've taken them also gives you confidence, not necessarily to go out and like start licking door handles or something, but just make you kind of feel better about all this whole shenanigans that are happening. <laughs> these shenanigans. <laughs> I'm taking another sip of this. Hmm, very nice. I'm still gonna call it champagne, even though it's Prosecco. What the hell is the difference? I don't know, the region that it's made tastes the same to me. There's Prosecco, Moscato, sparkling wine, and champagne. Like, I can't keep up. Is Moscato even sparkling? I don't know what I'm talking about, but I'm gonna start introducing a few of these flies. Next time, what, there's Fred. Hey Fred, how's it going? They're my guests. <laughs> my only podcast guests, you guys. I guess these vitamins don't really help with focus. <laughs> so I basically, like I look for champagne or sparkling anything in this champagne realm. It's kind of dry and has a nice flavor. I mean, that's, that's stupid to say because I mean, everybody is sort of looking for nice flavor, but introducing Susie, everyone. <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah, so that's just my preference and that's exactly what this is. It's a beautifully dry-ish, not like too dry, but dry, sparkling, whatever. One thing I wanted to say that I wanted to mention last time, and this is totally random and totally off topic, is the temperature of your mouth affects the way you taste certain foods or feel certain foods. And what I mean is, if I'm having chocolate, I prefer to have chocolate with a hot beverage, okay? My mouth is warm, the chocolate enters my mouth, it starts to melt, and the flavors are allowed to kind of like encompass the entirety of your mouth. I don't know if that made sense, but what I mean is, if you're drinking a cold beverage and you're eating chocolate, the chocolate's kind of staying a bit in its waxy state. It's not necessarily melting and giving you the fulfillment that it could. This same goes for other foods, but I notice it mostly obviously with chocolate. It's like when they put a chocolate in ice cream, the chocolate stays in like hard chunks and doesn't dissolve in your mouth. Like it just, you gotta swallow it in chunks. That's not good. And you're wasting your moments with chocolate. Usually like a nice cup of tea or even like just a hot cocktail. <laughs> is nice. Uh, I do also enjoy it with some like red wine, which is obviously 
room temperature. I drink at room temperature. Some people keep it in the fridge. Then that's okay too. Like room temperature is fine because generally your mouth is warm enough to melt chocolate. At least to me anyway. <laughs> I've been filming like a mad woman. I'm filming right now. I have to film again tomorrow and then again the next day. <laughs> Typically, I like to have a day in between my filming days just to kind of catch up on emails and all of my social medias and all this kind of stuff. But yeah, it's busy for me when I have to film every day and get dolled up, put fake freckles on my face, you know, that kind of thing. Because at the end of the day, even though I've just looked pretty and sat down and talked or modeled swimwear, I'm exhausted. And one thing I do when I'm exhausted is sit in front of the TV and watch Netflix. And you know what? I've started watching love on the spectrum and I watched the first season this is the second season now and if you didn't know it's out it's out better than ever I'm so in love with these characters I can't even begin to tell you how this show affects me and the innocence in these people and um you know when you watch like old family movies and you watch yourself on tv or like on the tv and you're like little and you're watching yourself and the look on your face is like because you're reminiscing, you're remembering, you're like, I can't believe I was that small or whatever. You just have this like this look on your face when you're watching these like wonderful things before you. That's me when I'm watching this show. And it's about people on the autism spectrum that are trying to find love, but they're kind of awkward. They're a little bit off. So they have trouble finding love. They can't find a spouse and they go to this, I guess, this kind of dating show or this date, sorry, they, they find business that's meant to kind of connect people with other people that maybe are in the same, on the same spectrum or whatever. So it's just so lovely and so wonderful and like restores my love for human beings. And I really recommend you watch it. Uh, but I'm a lovey-dovey type person when I watch TV shows and movies. I really get into the story and love stories. And so that's just who I am. And if you're not that kind of person, you might not love it as much as me. But I just think it's given me such joy. I look forward to it. I really make sure that I only watch one episode per night <laughs> so that I have something to look forward to. You know, binge watching is good for some things, but when you're really loving something, it's like you want it to last. I think I said this before, but I recently did my 23andMe DNA. Found out that I'm 100% European. And, but what happens, so when you, if you've done it, I highly recommend it. I think it's super cool. But I constantly get emails about new family members that I have. <laughs> but it's usually a very small percent of DNA that we share. So it's like, you know, Jonathan is 0.021% related to you. And then you can kind of like go through the lineage, <laughs> the lineage and find out where this person kind of fits in your family tree. But it's funny because they don't tell you in the email, they kind of like, oh, you have 23 new relatives. So you're like, what? So you go in there and it's all like 0 0.02 or 0.034%. But I keep looking because I'm like, what if there's like, I have a brother or a sister out there that I don't know about, <laughs> you know, it's just interesting, you know, like to think, oh, I've got family members all over the place, but they're not people you could just call up be like, hey, cuz <laughs> we share 0.001% of DNA, like let's hang out. But anyway, I just thought I'd bring that up. So I want to know, are you somebody who likes surprises? So I surprise gifts, trips, surprise parties. I have to completely honestly say that I am 100% on board with surprises. Okay, so there, it's kind of funny because I have a hard time changing my plans because some sort of surprise obstacle has arisen and I got to go and change my plans. That's not the kind of surprise that I like. It's the kind of surprise that I like is when somebody like, 
brings me a gift or thinks about me and does something nice for me or, you know, takes me to the airport and says, guess what? You thought we were going here? Well, we're not. We're going here. That kind of thing I love. I can't say that's ever happened in real life, <laughs> but I would like it. And surprise parties too. I'm a crier. Like I will, I shouldn't say I'm a crier, but if I'm overwhelmed in any way and people are looking at me, there's something that happens to me where I just start to tear up. I get like emotional. And um, luckily there's never been like a real instance where I did some sort of like ugly cry for no reason somewhere. But it, I do get choked up. I do get choked up, especially when, when it's like a lovely thing someone's doing for me. And I'm just like, <sighs> you thought of me like that just is so nice to me um so yes i do like surprises and i think they're lovely but there are people that are like do not surprise me like don't throw me a surprise party they don't want to be surprised okay guys i have a freaking empty stomach and i'm drinking champagne and i'm already feeling it so just so you know uh whatever i say from here on out it's just the champagne <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think I've ever blacked out from drinking. I've been really drunk before, but I've always remembered everything. Like you hear stories about people that black out. So like it's six o'clock, they're already blacked out, but they still party for the rest of the night, talk to people, hang out, but they don't remember anything after 6 p.m. And then I'm like, how is this possible? How is it possible that your brain just shuts off, but you're still able to function where people had no would have no idea that you blacked out? Um, I know a couple people that this happens to. Initially, when I first heard it, I was like, it sounds like an excuse to me. <laughs> Oh, I blacked out. I don't remember anything after that point. <laughs> but it's a real thing. And I've talked to a few people, like I said, that I know this happens to and they had to pretty much stop drinking altogether because it wasn't that they were out of control when they were blacked out. It was mostly that they didn't remember and that they freaked them out. It's almost like people that sleep eat. Now, I know this is, I'm going off on another tangent, but it's an interesting topic. So pe certain people that are on like a cocktail of certain drugs. So for example, say they're on antidepressants. They also take sleeping pills, um, maybe other things for different things that they got going on. Al and then they drink, you know, so there's like a combination of things that will create this phenomenon called sleep eating. I've seen this before. It is a real thing. I was actually listening to a podcast. I think it was the Whitney Cummings Good For You podcast. And they were talking specifically about how they would wake up at a certain hour of the night and eat without ever waking up. So they were pretty much sleepwalking, hence the word sleep eating. And then they would wake up in the morning without any recollection as to what they had eaten or what they had done, but then find evidence of things that they'd eaten as they would get up and start their routine. So they'd see that there was like peanut butter on their pants and then the jar of peanut butter would be completely empty then they'd find a bowl where they'd mix peanut butter and popcorn together or something and they just didn't have a right but they were joking about it laughing about it and i'm thinking that's freaking terrifying essentially you're blacked out doing things driving around like some people drive places it's a little crazy but anyway i guess the thought of blacking out and not being in control or not remembering anything is a fear of mine and this is jonathan jonathan go back to your room <laughs> Do you like haunted houses or like haunted rides? Of course, this is a Halloween podcast and I don't look super scary, but haunted houses, 100%. I'm totally into scary things, haunted things, spirits, getting freaked out. Just the allure of a haunted house, not even a fake one. I guess both. I guess I should clarify too. A haunted house meaning, uh, say somebody at Halloween puts a haunted house together and you go through through it. I'm not talking about a legitimate haunted house. Both I really enjoy uh, for different reasons. So yes, haunted houses for me, 
I love a good thrill. I do like knowing that there are things lurking around the corner about to jump out at me, even though I kind of hate it at the time, but I kind of like it too. And I think we're all like that, where the, f the feeling of getting shocked and scared, it's not necessarily like a good feeling. I actually filmed this podcast and my nipples were out the whole time and I had to like <laughs> pay my editor extra money to <laughs> blur them out the whole time. <laughs> and then haunted rides. So we all know the haunted ride. And I know that you've probably been to a carnival. Basically like the Calgary Stampede is where I went to growing up. Also Whoop Up Days in Lethbridge, which is a small town version of the Stampede. <laughs> There's always that ride. It's a haunted house ride where you get in like a little car and it's like a little train track and you go around through all these different rooms and things jump out at you and loud noises happen. And when you're a kid, terrifying, but great at the same time. I recently was at the Stampede this past year. They had one of these rides and it was so nostalgic to kind of be on it just for fun. Like I was in line with all these kids and I'm going through but it's so funny because none of the um the tricks or the sounds or nothing worked it was just a dark trail through and they but they were playing scary music so it was like you were in this cart expecting something to happen and nothing happened and then I just went out the end and then I got off the ride I'm like I think it's broken so yeah well let's get pissed that's what I say it's Halloween. It's you and me. We're hanging out, having a good time. There's nobody else in the world that I'd rather drink out of a bird's ass with than you. Now, at this moment, I'm going to read to you guys some chilling ghost stories that are apparently true. I don't know if they are or not, or if they're just made up, but they're kind of creepy and um, I like getting creeped out. Okay, let's see here. I lived in a house that seemed to be haunted by doppelgangers. Every event that happened never involved some mysterious figure, but a known person being in a place where they should not have been. Here are a few examples. I was a teenager at the time and I was instant messaging my girlfriend with my webcam turned on. Ooh. <laughs> I had the viewer up so I could see myself in the webcam. Behind me, there were the stairs leading up and the entrance to the living room, right at the camera view. My younger sister would typically fall asleep every night on the couch in front of the TV and make her way up to bed in the middle of the night. At one point in my webcam view, I saw my sister leaving the living room and go up the stairs. Uh, the thing that stuck that struck me as odd was that I didn't hear anything. It was an older Victorian house and the wooden floor and stairs were loud AF. Without saying anything to my girlfriend, I got up and looked into the living room and there was my sister passed out on the couch. I sat back down and asked my girlfriend if she had seen anything in my camera. She said, yeah, I just saw your sister go upstairs. That's Jimothy the fly and he's super rude and we'll just keep flying in my face until I give him attention. I love you too. She said, yeah, I just saw your sister go upstairs. So obviously his girlfriend who was watching him on the other end saw the same thing. Uh, my family was all getting ready to go somewhere. I was sitting in the car with my mom and we were waiting on my sister who was still in the house. After a bit, she comes out and gets in the car and looks at me like, WTF? I asked her what's wrong and she says that just before she walked out of the house, she thought I was still inside. So she yelled up the stairs, we're leaving. And apparently I yelled back, okay, I'll be down in a minute. So that's interesting, you know, the thought of ghosts haunting your house, but they're mimicking people. So doppelganger is kind of like, if I had a doppelganger, it would be somebody who looked exactly like me living somewhere else in the world. That's like my twin kind of. And um, interesting. I can flick flies, I just can't smack them. You know what I've thought 
from time to time. If you were to like pile up every fly in the entire world, how big would the mound be? Like if there's a, a mound of like dead flies, every single fly in existence, how big would it be? Anyway, <laughs> all right, here's the next one. My grandfather had a very similar story to the doppelganger one. He was in bed reading before going to sleep and he saw my grandmother, his wife, walk past the bedroom in a nightgown. He thought that was odd because she never wears a nightgown. A couple minutes later, she walked in the room from the same side of the hallway that she walked from earlier and got in bed. He asked why she changed into those clothes out of her nightgown right before bed. She said, "Hun, I don't wear nightgowns. The other story you told me was a computer they had was in the middle of a large circular table in the basement. They heard a big crash from the basement and naturally ran downstairs to check it out. His computer was on the floor broken. To this day, he insists it could not have fallen on its own. It was in the middle of the table. I don't know if that was a continuation of that story or just another one altogether, but it was a number. So, <laughs> okay, here's another one. I'm reading these for the first time, so I'm also hearing these for the first time. <laughs> uh, when I was younger, my parents would frequently go run errands in the neighboring city and be gone most of the day from morning till night. Our living room was in a spot where you would have to walk through it to get from the back door to reach either the front door or my parents' room. You would walk between the couch and the TV uh, while doing so. So I was home alone and my dad came through the back door, walked in front of me as he crossed the room and entered his and my mom's room. Then he came back out, walked across my field of vision once again and left through the back door. He didn't look at me, look at the TV or really do anything besides walk across the room in both directions. Oh, when I asked him what he came home for or if he forgot something, he honestly had no clue what I was talking about. They... They were an hour and a half away coming home from something they forgot would not have much made sense. Would not have made much sense. Uh, he was also wearing different clothes when I spoke with him after compared to when I saw him earlier. Such a strange experience and I only saw it that one time. Has that ever happened to you where you see someone or something so vividly and so clearly and then you realize after that you never saw that person at all or like it was just a figment of your imagination, but you're sure that you saw it. It's something that happened. And then of course you explain to people afterward, they're like, oh, you must've just been daydreaming or something. That's never happened to me, by the way. Maybe there's two more. When I was around nine or 10 years old, I remember waking up to see a large shadow standing at the foot of my bed. I was living with my dad at the time and he has a very large five-floor terrace house built in the 1800s. Every so often, there would be an unexplainable event happen, such as footsteps where there's no one there or voices. On the night that this happened, it was just my dad and I in the house. My sister was staying home with my mom at the time. I woke up and noticed the door to my room was wide open. I normally sleep with it closed. I then became aware of a large, around seven foot tall, shadow-like creature watching me from the end of the bed. When the figure noticed me looking, it seemed to melt into the floor and the door to my room slammed shut. Understandably, I was slightly traumatized by the whole experience. I asked my dad the next day if he was in my room and he denied any knowledge of the event. Okay, last one. My husband and I own a martial arts school and the building that it's in, which we also own, is about 130 years old, next to a church. And I never, and still don't really, there has to be another explanation, believed in the paranormal. But the things that happened in it didn't just happen to me. It was decrepit, which was why it was so cheap to purchase. And we basically did all the work ourselves. Old, creaky, and drafty. A bunch of things happened there. Here's one. 
One Saturday morning, my husband was on his computer in another room. I'm in the apartment playing with a Tamagotchi app on my iPad when I heard the stereo sitting in front of me click on and a girl's voice started talking from it. I thought he controlled the stereo from his computer, so I ignored it because he often put on music to work out before class started. He teaches the morning class. I do remember thinking what kind of weird-ass indie music he listened to anyway because the voice just said, Hi, my name is... I thought I heard Katie, but I'm not 100% sure because I wasn't paying attention. I have never known a Katie in my life. I am blank years old. I'm in front of blank, etc. I didn't catch the specifics because I wasn't really listening, but it went on for about two or three minutes until it suddenly went, something's hurting me. And then when I caught that, I looked up and squinted at the stereo like, what? Something's killing me. Something killed me. At this point, the hair is standing on the back of my neck and I'm getting up from the couch to take a closer look. Please, someone tell my parents, tell the teachers, tell the corrections officer. At the words corrections officer, I just bolt into the other room and started yelling at my husband because and cursing him out because I was certain he was playing a trick on me. Told him, we don't effing play jokes about dead people. And he's, of course, looking at me like, what the F? <laughs> When he finally calmed me down long enough to get what I heard out of me and what I was accusing him of, he told me it was impossible and led me to the stereo. It's not plugged in. I thought maybe the stereo picked up the signals from an ebook or something. The stereo wasn't even plugged in. Classic. Classic horror movie scenario where the phone call is coming from a phone and it's not even connected. I think I'm like referencing this memory I have to the Mothman prophecies. If you've never seen this movie with uh, Richard Gere, highly recommend. Well, probably one of the creepiest movies I've ever seen, but not in a like a ridiculously scary way, just more of like a, I don't know, psychological way. Um, Mothman prophecies, don't miss it. There's a part of the movie where he gets a phone call. I won't say when, but then he realizes that it's impossible that anybody's actually even talking to him because it's unplugged. I think that's the movie. Anyway. All right. So bedroom role play. I've talked about this before, but because it's so fresh to me, all these sexy kind of bedroom costumes that I wore for my 25 days of naughty costumes on Patreon. <laughs> so of course there are the classic schoolgirl, French maid. What else? Like what's another classic? Maybe like naughty teacher? businesswoman of course okay, oh wait wait of course police officer like the cop the woman cop then like a firefighter I want to know which one of these costumes can you incorporate into the bedroom the easiest like I obviously it depends on what you're into for me like I like to get into character and stay in character and nothing will like I of course laughter is involved for sure because if I'm dressed up as like a naughty school teacher I'm gonna play the part but I can't help but burst out laughing at some point which doesn't really kill the vibe because it's not like I'm being hired as a dominatrix and I break character and I start laughing and apologize or something because <laughs> that would happen if I was some sort of dominatrix I think that I could control myself if I was getting paid enough <laughs> um, to where I wouldn't burst out laughing but if I'm in like a bedroom situation with someone and I'm pretending to be a character I can't stay 100% serious the whole time. I think police officer would probably be my number one. I have done this before. And of course, cuffs are involved. Typically, though, I'm not cuffing my partner. They're cuffing me. That's just how I like it. <laughs> Otherwise, yeah, I mean, police officer depends on if the character you're playing is like a dominating role or a 
what's the other word? Like a recessive role? That's not the word I'm looking for, but you know what I mean? If I'm dressing up as a cop, I'm kind of the one that's more in control. And I guess that's my question is sort of, what are you into? Are you into a character because they can dominate you? Or are you into a character because you feel more vulnerable? It depends on kind of like what your fantasies are, right? To be honest, my fantasies are not necessarily to be more dominant. It's to be more vulnerable and a bit more of like a victim. So maybe, I mean, I'll wear the cuffs, like I'll be a cop, but I'll be wearing the cuffs where I'm, I'm in a vulnerable position. That's what I like. I like to kind of be dominated but not in like a real degrading way just something where you know I think a lot of things are excusable when you're in role play costumes because you can play it off as a character that you were playing and not necessarily like if you had a crazy fantasy like a sexual fantasy that you were afraid to tell your partner but because you're in character and in costume it might allow you to explore those avenues easier because you're not necessarily yourself you're playing somebody else who wants this you know what I mean like for a guy for example that wants a bit more like anal play to be a more recessive character even though they're too afraid to ask their spouse for that but when they're a character they can they can bring it up more easily and and who knows just get get into it you know what I mean <laughs> so that's part of why I think role play is a thing. It's not necessarily just because you have a fantasy about having sex with a school teacher, okay, or a firefighter or a police officer. It's almost like it gives you a little bit more freedom to express your fantasies, like your other fantasies, because you're playing a really super horny firefighter that wants it in the ass. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Whereas if it was just you after work on the couch, you wouldn't have the balls to really ask for that. So anyway, I hope that wasn't too raunchy for you. But role play has more of a role to play in your fantasies than maybe you think. <laughs> wow, so philosophical. What do you guys think about this? What if I were to show up, take off the wings? If I were to show up on a first date dressed like this, what would you think? That I'm a nut, right? What if I was just really passionate about fashion? I was really fashionate, you know? <laughs> so this is kind of an interesting thing. I was thinking about this myself the other day. <laughs> Can you believe it? I have thoughts all on my own. But I thought about being either in outer space or the depths of the ocean. I know I had kind of like a similar type question in another another podcast where I was like, do you feel better skydiving or deep sea diving? Um, but this, what I'm asking is, so obviously most of us have never been in outer space and none of us have been really in the deep depths of the ocean. Some of you will write to me and be like, I have, which is incredible and um, commendable. Is that the word? But where would you feel more comfortable in a little rocket ship up in outer space or in the deep deep depths of the ocean so for example say you're in one of those little submarines with the glass bubble on top and you're exploring the depths of the ocean okay you're 100 percent reliant on that thing working properly to survive because of course, if anything went wrong, you're dead. Any little thing even, you're pretty much a goner. Of course, this is extremely the same scenario up in outer space where you're 100% relying on your vessel. And if anything were to happen, you would be hooped. You'd be in the abyss <laughs> and die. Which would you rather? Maybe that's more of the question that I'm asking. Would you rather die in a deep sea vessel or in a spaceship? I guess not a spaceship, a spacecraft? No, it sounds worse. <laughs> I don't mean like a UFO. I mean a 
shuttle in space. Think about it. And maybe some of you have like an instant answer and you're like, oh, for sure it'd be under like in the sea or for sure it's up in outer space. But they're both kind of realms that are so dangerous to human beings, first of all. Second of all, unknown. And I get that you have to be a certain type of person to kind of put yourself in these situations. But I almost feel like if I were to choose, it would be in outer space only because of, okay, this terrifies me. Even just going up into space, the thought, you know, when I was little, I used to think about like, would planes ever go so high that they would like lose gravity and then wind up somewhere in, in the atmosphere, you know, and then eventually off into space. Obviously that's probably, that's never happened, has it? <laughs> but you know, like there's such a discrepancy between like the, where planes fly and the actual height they'd have to be to kind of get to that zone where they'd work their way off into space. But when I was a kid, I had this like terror feeling about being in an airplane because the airplane would maybe accidentally wind up in orbit. <laughs> you know, which is totally false and not and probably 100% impossible. But like I said, I don't know. I believe in a lot of weird shit. And I, I wouldn't discount that that's actually happened before. But shall we go for a third glass? I still have lots of things to do later. So maybe not. Okay, well, let's do half. We'll compromise and then half a glass. So if I'm off in outer space, and shit starts to hit the fan, then of course, it would be probably equally as terrifying as shit starting to hit the fan in the deep depths of the ocean. But at least the thought of being crushed to death in the depths of the ocean and basically drowning, being crushed, whatever would happen, assuming that the vessel failed and you were like, you died that way, unless you were like stranded and then died of like dehydration or something is a lot more terrifying in the dark depths than in outer space where you're kind of free floating and you can maybe see the earth in the distance and who knows maybe you can be saved by aliens that's another factor I don't know what's going to save you way deep down, but I fully believe in aliens. And potentially if you lost communication with earth in space and you were spinning off into some sort of strange abyss, maybe just maybe aliens would save you. So maybe there's more hope in space or maybe I'm just a total freak and that doesn't make any sense at all. But that's where we have our own decisions to make in our lives. And what am I even talking about anymore? I don't know, but space is my choice. Now it's time for a segment that I like to call Kitty Twisters. All right, I don't have many, but I have some. What is six inches long, two inches wide, and drives women wild? A $100 bill. <laughs> I was gonna say six inches. Hmm. What's the difference between the G-spot and a golf ball? A guy will search for a golf ball. <laughs> okay, I, I actually don't wanna even tell that joke because most guys that I've been with wanna find the G-spot. It's really not even a question. It's like, you know what I mean? Anyway, uh, what's the difference between a woman and a computer? Computers don't laugh at 3.5 inch floppies. <laughs> My very short friend, got thrown out of the nudist colony because he kept getting in everyone's hair. <laughs> Life without women would be a pain in the butt, literally. <laughs> Who is the biggest hoe in history? No, it's not me. <laughs> Mrs. Pac-Man, because for 25 cents, she swallows balls until she dies. <laughs> oh. So funny. This is super classy. I took a poop in the elevator. I'm taking this shit to a whole new level. 
If you want to find out who loves you more, stick your wife and dog into the trunk of your car for an hour. When you open the trunk, who's happy to see you? <laughs> the one who really loves you. Some of these I laugh so hard at, but they're so sick that I can't read them on this channel. <laughs> I need to start a whole new channel where I could just read sick jokes because I have so many that I can't read here. Okay guys, this is the last joke. Ready? What does a 75 year old woman have between her breasts that a 25 year old doesn't? Her navel. <laughs> <laughs> One day I'll be 75 and I'll be sipping some, I don't know, brandy in my garden. And I'll be probably petting one of my four cats and I'll have a parrot, a cockatoo on my shoulder. And we'll hang out and talk and my cockatoo will be named Gertrude and we'll shoot the shit and tell jokes to each other. Actually, she'll just repeat jokes that I told to her, but I'll laugh at them as if I'd heard them for the first time. <laughs> <gasps> oh, I can't wait to be 75. Something I'll look forward to. Typically, I'll end this podcast with Kitty Twisters, but I'm going to throw in this like little segment that I was going to throw in here at the end. These are strange quirks that I have. And I don't know if this is the right word, like to have a quirk. They're all strange food combinations that I enjoy. And I think that we all have this. I'm sure you can think of something that you like with something else that's maybe a little bit off. And if you were to tell somebody, they would be like, oh my God, that sounds disgusting. But you're like, actually, it's really good. The first one, and in fact, I share this food quirk with Jim Carrey. And he said this on a podcast podcast. No, he said this in an interview like a long time ago that he likes his grilled cheese sandwiches with ketchup. And I was like, oh my God, so do I. Is that a weird thing? And it wasn't until that moment that I realized because the, the person interviewing him was like, oh my God, really? And uh, I like my grilled cheese sandwiches with ketchup. Oh my God. Oh my God, I just figured it out. I look like a fly. <laughs> I have wings. They're coming to me because I'm mother fly. No, still piss off. I'm not your mother. Get out of here. Uh, so yeah, grilled cheese sandwiches with ketchup. I'd say the second like major thing is dipping my French fries in my soft serve ice cream. And I've seen other people do this. This is not like super rare, but this is something that I love. I actually can't really fully enjoy soft serve or a blizzard without salty hot fries with it. So not necessarily Dairy Queen, it can be McDonald's or whatever. In fact, I really prefer McDonald's fries over any other type of fry, but I prefer Dairy Queen blizzards. Um, I have one time in my life gone to both places for the blizzard at Dairy Queen and then the fries at McDonald's. That's almost like last meal before being put to death in prison worthy. <laughs> Okay, these next two are unique and strange, but true. I really enjoy, and this wasn't until I was on keto, like for the first time, and I realized, wow, I need as much fat as possible. I really, really enjoy steak with sour cream. A nice, fatty, salty, rare steak with sour cream. So I have the sour cream on the side and I dip bits of my steak in the sour cream. It just does something to the steak. Like I appreciate that a steak rare on its own is delicious and delectable and all those things. But if I have it with a bit of sour cream, it just adds this like extra level of deliciousness that I can't explain. Last one is cereal and beer, specifically Corona. <laughs> So because I'm gluten-free, I can't eat, or sorry, I can't drink any other beer really besides like a corn-based beer like Corona. And I, I just love it with lime, whatever. Cereal and beer? I don't know what it is. 
It's just like the flavor of cereal and milk and whatever. And then like the, the, this kind of acidity and the, I don't know. I love it. And uh, nobody can take that away from me. Um, those are kind of like the quirkiest things that I have to say, like food wise quirks that I have. I do have other quirks, but I'm only going to mention my food quirks. And I think that there may be more, but that's all I could think of at the time. And um, yeah, you guys should know that I sort of revamped my OnlyFans. I've been posting there like crazy. It's five bucks a month. I'm also working on my free page, uh, but this is all in the works at this point. So if you go to OnlyFans.com slash CatWonders, you can hit up my page. Um, in the description of this video, you'll see a link tree link that has all of the places you could find my extra content. So sort of all in one spot, which makes things of course a lot easier. And of course, 25 Days of Naughty Costumes is available until the 31st of October. So you can binge watch all of the videos, 25 Days of Naughty Costumes. I've posted 25 videos of me wearing different costumes. They're all in like a striptease fun style. There's some editing magic and all sorts of fun stuff. And then of course there's bonus videos coming. So it's not too late. You can still head over there and uh, see some of this sorcery that I speak of. <laughs> that link will be down in the description box as well. Of course, if you're watching this video, like and subscribe, I'd really appreciate it. And if you're listening to this podcast, then just know there is a video version on YouTube. Uh, go to youtube.com slash C slash catwonders to see this podcast. Um, I am dressed up as a fairy and I have massive cleavage at this point because everything keeps shifting down and the nips are gonna fly. <laughs> so you don't wanna miss the video version and uh, see my cocktail glass and all that fun stuff. Um, and of course, when you're there, subscribe and like, that would be awesome. Well, thank you all so much for joining me for this Kitty Liquor podcast episode 28. Uh, that's L-I-Q-U-O-R, don't get it twisted. I'm Cat Wonders and I will see you all in my next video.